It's time for the Steve and Kyle podcast with Steve. I would absolutely go to Spook Fest. You would. You would, would try. Get, yeah, I'd be there. You would spend the call. Yeah, two hundred bucks to get down there. Heck yeah, a couple hundred bucks for these tickets to get to the. A couple hundred bucks. If you want to go a couple nights, you're gonna. It's gonna be a couple hundred bucks. Oh, the we're going park. a couple of nights. Two nights to the same thing. Yeah, because it's too busy to get through it all in one night. All right, I'm out. <laughs> Don't feel quite as bad about not asking you now. No desire. Oh wow, look a ghost. Oh. Kyle. 20 years ago, you were picking up the jet ski, heading out to the ocean after an hour drive. And, you know, hair blowing through the wind. And now you're like... 2007 Yamaha VX110 Sport. Oh, and now... Beautiful machine. Only 17 and a half hours on it when I sold it. Now you're hugging a truss, yelling at your four-year-old to call 911 before you fall. Yeah. That wasn't great. Now, here they are. Two guys who are living in style. Steve and Kyle. <laughs> I know it's not the way it went because they were gone. Yeah. But in my head right now, I'm laughing. That's how it went. <laughs> at the image of you like a sloth. Two legs wrapped around and two arms wrapped around the bottom of a truss. Help! Yelling, Come on! Call 911 or your mother! Get the ladder! <laughs> Again, I know it's, it's 100% not how it went. Yeah. But you you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I remember it. What is the Mandela effect? <laughs> Eventually, this story is going to be, mm-hmm. like, you were, you had one steel toe clasped around while you were swinging <laughs> back and forth in the wind, hanging upside down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, very briefly, Steve, how is the garage? Is it everything you hoped and dreamed for? It's all, the Comanche's back there? It's all done? Comanche's back there? Yeah, it's been back there for a couple of weeks. Yep. Um, the... One thing that I have to do, I have to put the garage door on, and that is a today slash tomorrow okay. endeavor. I was say um, we. Uh, I was. Um, I, I was curious if it brought you as much joy or as sense of accomplishment, or I don't, I don't know how to describe it, as you hoped it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far a little frustrating. Earlier in the week, I had some issues with inspection and things like that. But oh, you had to deal with the uh, the local municipalities. Did I did. You? Yeah. It's it's actually I learned that it's actually not the local municipality. It is contracted out by the local municipality to an independent company. But is this something that you have to wait until it's done and then have them come out? There are certain points along the way where they have to come out for. Uh, well, I learned they were supposed to do a concrete inspection. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know that, so I uh, started building anyway. Yeah. Um, they had to do what, what, a... What are, they, what are they looking at with the concrete? I'm assuming to make sure that it that the slab is thick enough. Like, are they just going to have, you know, a six-inch level and set it on there and say, nailed it. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I, 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 that's confusing. Don't know. Um, I, there also has to be... It's referred to as a rough-in inspection. Okay. So you got like the frame up. Yeah, when the frame is up. That's sort of so past that. Um and I have to once I think once the door is up, then I can call them back and they can do the the final inspection. It just seems strange to me. It's hey, do it all, and then we'll take a look at it. <laughs> right, yeah. And it the, I don't know if it's every state, but in my previous industry where I was, you know, stocking not stocking, but uh working in the beverage industry. Mm-hmm. Down in the trenches. Obviously, that was down in the trenches. Seeing new liquor stores, party stores open, the state would make you 
essentially have the store filled. Mm-hmm. So you had to buy everything. The yeah. the merchandise from vendors, the, the, the soda, the beer, the liquor, every or all of this stuff. Have your store set up like it was ready to open. And then the state would walk through and tell you if you could have your liquor license. <laughs> it's, Which is absurd to me because th- that's thousands upon thousands of dollars and sure. t- hours of times of investment just to get this new venture up and running. And then they, they could come in and say, yep, sorry, you've got the Bic lighters too close to the... Uh, moccasins <laughs> yeah. and no liquor license. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? None of that has anything yeah. to do with booze. Yeah, I did have a little, well, kind of a major incident with it. Is this is this fresh content or is this recycled from? Uh... Uh, somewhat. I think it was somewhat talked about on the radio. Show. Not interested. Okay. Um, you want to hear that? Go back and <laughs> pay for whatever uh, week of the podcast that was on the, I think the side you, gig, right? I think you'll appreciate it. Though I would like to hear it actually. because it, just kidding. it it's leading to a, a a marketplace sale of oh, unprecedented. I thought you were to say it was going to lead to like I thought there was going to be some local public access video of you at a local meeting fighting for your new garage, strangling someone, yeah. with my shirt off, just two fists <laughs> pounding on the podium about the the need for this garage. No, I'll give you the uh, the real quick version of it. So when you build something on your property, mm-hmm. at least in this municipality, I know that, look, we're, there are plenty of places where people live, where they're out in the country, things are rural. You don't have to do anything with permits. It, it, you, yeah. You want a barn? Build a barn. Yeah. I, I'm just getting the local email ready because I'm, I'm typing one on your behalf. Mm-hmm. How about how I, angry I am? I appreciate it. Yeah. So when we don't live in one of those municipalities, you got to do things by the book here. Yeah. And uh, you're kind of... You're screwed. You get. You can only do what the township can tell you you can do. Right. And, and screwed being relative because what I think eventually what they really want to force people to do is hire someone to do all this stuff. Because then they'll deal with the township or they mm-hmm. know the regulations, the codes, however it has to right. go. They, they speak the same language. Yes. So I had to um, submit for a permit. I had to submit what is called a site plan, which is basically a map of your entire property with very specific um, – measurements on there showing where your building is going to be or whatever you're going to put so up. So do you have to pay for like a survey for this? I did not, but I didn't have to pay for a survey because I'm lucky and that I know someone who does surveying for a living. Beautiful. So you, you, you call them today. I'll slip you a, mm-hmm. a 50. Pretty much. And he uh, came over with his special uh, telescope laser beam thing. That's he, insane. he set it up. He drew it all out. And I told him exactly where I wanted the building. Mm-hmm. He said, all right, cool. He marked all the points. Next day, he emailed me a PEF. He said, here you go. Submit that. I submitted it. It got instantly approved. Fast forward, you know, three months, my building is up. I called them to come and do the uh, the roughing inspection. Mm-hmm. They came out. I don't know when they came out. I was here the whole day, and they, I didn't see them, so... They either snuck in at like six in the morning, but, okay. but whatever. They came out. The guy emailed me the next day. He said, good news. Everything looks great. You, okay. you passed inspection. Uh, you're good to continue on with your build. But mm-hmm. your shed. I said, my shed? Shed that we got four years ago. Yeah. It's totally up to code, too. Not well, right. It. It was, not you bought it. it brand new, mm-hmm. like built the deli- like the, they delivered it and built it in the back for you, right? They delivered it fully assembled. Right. They just they essentially 
Dropped it in over the top. They drove into the backyard, dropped okay. it, and they were gone in 10 minutes. Um, said in this municipality, you can only have one outbuilding. Um, they referred to it as an accessory structure. Oh, my God. So he said, you're good to keep building, but you can't, you're not going to pass final inspection unless you get rid of your shed. So I am now in the process of selling my shed. What an absurd. On Facebook Marketplace. Talk about just stupid red tape. Like, who is that protecting? I understand. They don't want someone building 10 sheds in their yard and having, like, a shed colony in their yard. But, I mean, surely this could be a case-by-case thing. Yeah, this is, I wouldn't say shocking, because it's not like this is the first instance we've ever heard of or thought of in terms of local government and competence. Mm -hmm. But, boy, what a weird... That wasn't a cheap shed. No. And did you did you pour concrete for that as well? No. No. Luckily, I didn't. Um, but didn't, did you pour like a pad of like that uh, we have gravel like, or yeah, something? It's like crushed crushed rock. But so now you're at the pull that, and you're just going to have a rectangle of crushed gravel out there. <laughs> yes. But on the bright side, there is a silver lining to all of this. Okay. Because I had uh, I got in touch with the company that we bought it from. Uh-huh. Again, four and a half years ago. And I said, hey, is there any, <laughs> any, uh, any return policy on that? <laughs> I said, close. I said, do you buy used sheds back? And the guy said, yeah, absolutely. We do it all the time. A lot of times people will buy, you know, maybe they'll buy an eight by 10 shed. And then a couple of years later, they realize, oh, man, I really need like a 12 by 16. Right. So they'll they'll trade. They'll give you credit. They'll come and pick the old one up, drop okay. the new one off. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure if you've been following uh, the shed price uh, prices over the last four years. I have not. They've gone up. Oh, good. <laughs> so, good. So, so if I want, I can sell it back to them for more than I bought it from them for. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And they'll buy it. So they'll come same way they got it in there. They'll come... Load it up on the flatbed or whatever it's it is, and strap it down and hit the yeah, road. They they showed up in the in the Zach on a flatbed. They have this thing that looks like a pallet jack that has big off road tires on it, and they just lift the thing off, drive it into the backyard, drop it, and they're out of there. Okay, so so when are they coming? Uh, I'm probably going to schedule them next week. So they're coming. Oh wow! Because good, good the, deal. Because the guy actually said to me, he's like, "Yeah, sorry, we can only give you this much for it if you." At the beginning of, you know, if you had done this in the spring, I would have given you a decent amount more for it. So end of the season is kind of working against you? He's like, I got 50 sheds on the lot right now that I'm trying to sell before snowfalls. So um, I was like, all right. And he actually said, he's like, maybe try to sell it on Marketplace first. You'll probably get more for it there. Okay. And if somebody wants to buy it from you, let them, you can get them in contact with us because we will, we'll come out and move it for them if they want. So you don't have to buy something from this company in order for them to move it. They'll just, you know, a one-off. So Mm -hmm. I have like three different people messaging me about it. And I posted it for a thousand bucks more than the company would give me for it. I figure if I can get a little bit more out of it. Yeah. And, and knowing, and this is the uh, patented Steve giveaway where you're going to be sipping tea from the back window while pinky in the air. Yeah. While two people 
inevitably just struggle beyond recognition to get this thing loaded up hard. Oh, yeah. oh, because yeah. the most, I'd argue, ninety nine and a half percent of people don't have the equipment necessary. No. So are you in? A, they might be in a situation where they have to take it apart or parts of it apart, and uh, you, you don't seem to care. No, Dude, not concerned. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter to so me. So what's the <laughs> time frame on if this thing doesn't come to fruition through Facebook Marketplace? And like, how long are you giving that as a possibility before you just call the company back and say, um, come get it? Annette and I were talking about it last week. I'll probably give it a week. Okay. Just posted it yesterday and then, or maybe on Thursday. So give it a week. If it happens, cool. If not, worst case scenario, I'm breaking even after right. owning it for four years. Yeah. And I mean, in the scheme of things, does it terribly matter to you if you have final township approval? On the garage, like, would you be okay changing it and saying, hey, um, if this is worth more in the spring, I'll wait until April and call the same company? Well, technically, I, I have until the beginning of April to get my final inspection. That's when my permit expires. Coming up roses. <laughs> I know. Like, So if, if you could just keep the shed then until April, get more from the same company, you don't have to worry about true. dealing with invalids on Marketplace that's who, true. you know, who you can, hey, I'm tossing in two things of frayed rope. And that's mandatory, <laughs> right? But if you, I mean, if the, if the final good, approval man. from the municipality doesn't matter to you, which that it shouldn't. Is a, that is a good, yeah, well, I it does matter to me because I don't want to be, like, I can get fined for having a structure that's not permitted if I go past the date that right. I. But, it, but as long as, I, I mean, you're not. I don't want to happen. Sure. And eventually when we sell the house, if it's not permitted, then that's a whole other like I want to do this completely by the book, mm-hmm. so everything is on the up and up. But um, you got till April. But yeah, I do have until that's like I hadn't thought about that. I'd say if you don't have a scumbag Ooh. out here by next Friday, <laughs> no offense to said scumbags. Look, can I? You mind if I take a moment to, no, to do a sell this thing to do a little? Uh... Hey everybody, Steve here for Steve's Sheds. You're looking to get yourself into a 10 by 14 barn style shed with tan siding, black shingled roof. It's got double doors on the front too, five feet wide. So you got a zero turn mower. They open both ways. You got a riding. No, they don't open one way. (laughs) You got a riding mower that you want to fit. You got a kiddie pool that you need to store for the winter. A lot of room. <laughs> there is a lot of room. You can hang stuff. <laughs> Our music ran out. It was shorter than I thought. Yeah, we got a loop button on that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got some miscellaneous hooks and screws in the wall. Drive in, drive out. No, you cannot drive into it. It is not that big. Again, 10 by 14, not big enough for a vehicle. You could drive a mower into it. In-law suite. No, it's, no. Does not have a certificate of occupancy. Bargain rates. Yeah. Bargain rates, I'll give you that. On sale now. On sale now. So if you're looking to get yourself into a 10 by 14 shed before April 9th when my permit runs out, you let me know. Thank you. You've got till April to pay over the market rate. That's the deal. Well, listen. I, I so there's you're you're not in, you're not essentially in a rush. Like you don't have to. It's like you have to get this thing out of here in, in three days, where you'd be in a pinch. Right. Yeah. So I, I uh, don't time. lowball him. No. No. I know. He what knows I got. what he's got. Okay. 
Make it happen, folks. Yeah, I got. I I know exactly what I got here. So, uh, boy, there, there there's a few things I wanted to get to. I have a piece of audio that that I want to play. Okay, but I yeah. also have a question to ask you about some recent things in my life. Which would you prefer to get to right now? Which one do you think will be more enjoyable, more funny? Well, you know, let's play the. the you know, it's a quick thing. Uh, you and I have been making a concerted effort recently mm-hmm. to. Simply drop in some automated ads. It gives us a few shekels on the back end uh, every few months. It's not, trust me, it's not much. And they they play, we just drop a marker. They put some ads in for us. And when we say it's not, like, I will be fully transparent. We get a check for every, what is it, every three months? Or is it? I think we get paid every month. Okay. But it is maybe... I think on the high end, we've gotten like 40 bucks. Oh, I think that's high, high end. <laughs> yeah. We are mostly in the teens mm-hmm. to low to mid 20s yeah. in terms of what these uh, are are now, providing us. Again, uh, we, we've talked about this before. If we wanted to, we could probably monetize this and make more money off yeah, of it. Not interesting. A lot of work. It Honestly, it does not interest me because then it becomes another job. It's I don't want work. it to be another job. Yeah. I enjoy sitting down and recording for a bit. Posting it and seeing what people's reactions are. Yeah. I don't want another job. I already have one. Yeah, it's why the the gag that I wanted to do with getting us in Valpac like six months ago <laughs> fell through because I sent them an email from the contact sheet they had in there. Yeah. And they wanted to set up a phone call. Like, I don't want to do it. The last time we did one of those, we talked to our friend Joe, Billboard Joe, yeah. down in Ohio who helped us out in Van Wert. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with Valpac, Valpac sales execs. No, no, Send me you. a one-sheeter with how many homes I can get into for like... 200 bucks with mm-hmm. our idiot faces and a QR code on the on a slip of paper. Yeah. Right? That's, That's all it. I want in my That's life. That's all we need. So I don't listen back to these, Steve. And I think we probably have some boxes checked on this advertising system to allow essentially anything in. You can, from what I remember, there weren't a lot of options, but I think that you could exclude yourself from getting certain... Certain kinds of ads. Um, yeah, or offering. Cert- yes. Yeah, yes. like, you know, uh, do we want advertisements for dick pills? Like, yes. you know, I don't I don't care. It doesn't really matter to me. And we're shameless whores, so we check them all yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I, again, we don't listen back to these. So, uh, our friend, uh, friend of the podcast, Dan Shike, sent me a, mm-hmm. uh, a Snapchat yesterday or, or whenever it was. With some audio from when he was listening back to a recent episode. Oh, boy. And it so jarred me that I was laughing out loud in my kitchen yesterday, Steve. Okay. So listen to this piece of audio from, I don't know if, I think it was a mid-roll ad, which is the one that happens right in the middle of our episode, Mm -hmm. uh, that he sent us from a recent episode. Okay. So is this just the ad, or am I going to No, there's like 20 seconds of us. Okay. Move over here, and I'm glad you're not holding the grudge. She's the one who fell back asleep. Look. But again, like you said. Not your fault. I can't be blamed for my sleep cycles. Okay. Your fault, this. Like All right. So it, uh, just looking at the audio, it seems like this is the point where it now goes into the ad. Yep. So this is like the ad for my sleep cycles. Not your fault. Like you said. Hi folks. Martin Parlato, host of the lighthouse retirement hour. If you like bo- <laughs> Wait a minute, the lighthouse retirement. So, hour? so, so right there, you stop it. And this is what I might like. What do you think that would be about? The Lighthouse Retirement Hour. I'm In my assuming, mind, that's a financial guy, but I'm I don't assuming, know. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a financial guy who 
uh, geo targets like the villages in Florida. Right. Like he's he's trying to get people to invest and, uh, you know, cash out their their pensions and 401ks. Yeah. If you haven't seen Better Call Saul, he runs like one of his first Mm -hmm. scams. He runs uh, friendly and up to old people in nursing homes and essentially getting them to like be part of a class action lawsuit against these companies. In my mind, this guy is offering advice to those same people. Okay. All right. Let's do it from the top. Hi, folks. Martin Parlato, host of the Lighthouse Retirement Hour. If you like boring radio and you're a whiny, crybaby, woke socialist who maybe <laughs> voted for Joe Biden. <laughs> I've never seen. I Listen, I live in Michigan. I haven't seen a U-turn that hard in my life. I don't know what the Lighthouse Retirement Hour. I still don't know what it is. I already know I'm not listening to it anyway, but that was the most jarring turn I've ever heard. I need to, okay, I, it's going to be difficult, but I want to listen to this ad start to finish. Yeah, without because stopping. I feel, like, okay. I feel like anything could come up next. Yeah. He could say, come on out and join me to drive monster trucks. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> See you at the fair. Yeah, okay. Hi, folks. Martin Parlato, host of the Lighthouse Retirement Hour. If you like boring radio and you're a whiny, crybaby, woke socialist who maybe voted for Joe Biden, you're going to hate my radio show. But if you like the opportunity to try and make more money, then right here on News Radio 97.7 WTKS Savannah, Saturdays at 6 a.m. for part one. Parts one and two together on Sunday morning starting at 10 a.m. is the place to be. Podcasts are available at lighthouseretirement.com. Whoa, Martin Parlato. So, so peeling back the radio curtain a little bit, uh, that is his radio show is mm-hmm. 100% paid. He is buying that time. Yeah. There's no question yes. about it, just so everybody knows. Yeah, it's called. It's before called, you get mad or, or whatever at that local radio station in Savannah, 97.7, he, what's it, the terminology? It's called brokered radio. Right. So if uh, that was – I've talked about that with um, – when I first started in radio, one of my first jobs was running the, it's called board hopping, running the board on a Saturday morning for a talk show called called Health Matters with Dr. Michael Glynn and Dr. Thomas de Blasio. And they, they were two doctors and they would, they had an hour of time and they would talk about d- d- certain health topics like, hey, if, uh, you know, like what? What would you do? Oh, COVID. What should we do? Do you get the COVID shot? Do you not get the COVID? Obviously, this was twenty years ago, so it sure. wasn't. But yeah, I mean, it was it was stuff like that. And one of them, I think, was a. Uh, I don't even know what kind of doctors they were. It doesn't matter. But yeah, they would buy that time instead of buying a commercial on the radio station, which is thirty seconds or sixty seconds long. They would buy an entire hour. They would do their show. That hour was completely up to them. They owned that hour. Mm-hmm. So they could run their own commercials that they sell. Maybe they had a contact with a, a local physical therapist. Right. So, I mean, outside could, of an ad, obviously, you know, there, there, there's going to be checks and balances that, you know, they're not, you know, hey, KKK here right, chiming yeah. in. But but yeah. to your point, but yeah. they sell their own space. They, it's, they, they own the hour. They can sell their own advertising. So say they buy that hour for $1,000 a week. But they make three thousand dollars a week in advertising. Like that money that they make is is their money. Yeah. Um, but they are not getting paid directly by the radio station or the company that owns the right. radio station. But it's station. very, I think, for him, for Martin Parlato, 
he definitely is assuming this is some status symbol to say, hey, listen to my radio show. It definitely is, yeah. When he is paying for time uh, so everybody's mm-hmm. aware. But one more time, let's listen back to that ad because, I, because I can't thread the first half to the second half. And I'm struggling yeah. to figure out why those people are not welcome to listen to a financial advice show. Yeah, it is. It is weird. It's taking two things and mashing them together. Yeah, but... yeah, very much so. It's it's very odd. Hi, folks. Martin Parlotta, host of the Lighthouse Retirement Hour. If you like boring radio and you're a whiny, crybaby, woke socialist who maybe voted for Joe Biden, you're going to hate my radio show. But if you like the opportunity to try and make more money, then right here on News Radio 97.7 WTKS Savannah, Saturdays at 6 a.m. for part one. Parts one and two together on Sunday morning starting at 10 a.m. Sunday at 10 a.m. Okay, tomorrow is Sunday. Can we tune in? I kind of want to listen you to it. You said 10 a.m. parts 1 and 2? Yeah. I think we should do a, I think we should do our best to tune in. What is there a market? Should we call in? Well, it's obviously like, recorded, hi, right? Hi, I'm a crybaby whining liberal. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we need we would need the exact audio from how we described it. I guess thanks Martin for buying ad space uh, on this little <laughs> little podcast here. Very much appreciated. Oh, uh, I thought that was funny. Thank you so much to Dan. Uh, for sending that along, that made me laugh. There's more of this clip here. Yeah, I think, uh, it was, I think there's another ad. I don't think it was nearly. Podcasts are available at Lighthouse Retire. Uh, per- personally, I like how he says, if you want to make mo-, mo money and yeah. podcast available. Podcast.com. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV. And oh, so- Daily Dose of Donna. God, can you imagine talking about reality TV every day? <laughs> That's Holy. all there was in the clip. So. Holy God, am I bored already? <laughs> oh, God. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Dan. Dan, that might be your greatest contribution in life. Oh, no. Quite. Well, listen, there's zero bands who have appreciated his work as much as we <laughs> just appreciated that. So thank you so much. Sorry, Dan. Tweak that knob a little to the left. Yeah, honestly, that was a little, the audio quality on that was a little subpar. Um, speaking of ad break, Steve, coming up after, we have... A very special guest. I cannot believe some this actually happened. Somebody actually took our advice, our push, to do something that we wanted done. We're going to get him on the phone coming up here after this break. All right. Take it away, Martin. Steve, we have a lot of, I'd say, cockamamie ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running through some of our most recent, some of our best. We're a 12-hour whirlwind trip to the uh, to Boston. Mm-hmm. Buying a billboard in Van Wert. Yeah. Being in a parade didn't work. No surprise. <laughs> Live broadcasting a parade did work. Did work. Yeah. We uh, have very, very jokingly briefly talked about uh, flying back to like Philly or Boston for the buy side try. The buy side try. What was that? The, I think it was like the 450th or 350th. Three, I thought it was 375. Like you might be right. I didn't we missed it, it. We missed it by a bit. I thought it was next year. Some, some anniversary was next year oh. that we were going to go because remember we were going to interview the Graves. Of our, some of our founding fathers, right? Shockingly, no, I don't remember this idea. Boy, I'd appreciate it if you put a little more effort in this podcast. <laughs> Apologies. But one of the most recent ones that apparently turned out doable, and I don't even know how we got on this topic, was we were talking about the biggest ball of twine. Yeah, I don't know how that came up. It was somewhere in Minnesota. Yeah, gosh, was it Daphne? Mm. Well... Yeah, anyway, no idea. No idea. We jokingly said anybody nearby 
needs to go there. Mm-hmm. Who listens to this? And they did. Our friend Chris Searcy <laughs> made the trek, sent us pictures. Okay. Uh, I, I'll, we'll ask him if we can post some of those pictures okay. of him and his poor, poor family uh, visiting the world's biggest ball of twine. Now, I remember taking shots at this ball of twine because it wasn't yeah. actually a ball. It was just kind of a lump of twine. Yes. It's not It's not a sphere. It was yeah, it was just a lump. It was wider at the bottom than it was at the top. It didn't, like, you couldn't roll it around. Yeah, Darwin, Minnesota. Darwin, Darwin Minnesota. Darwin, Minnesota. Okay. It was the late Francis Johnson's famous giant ball. As Francis Johnson looks like he was twirling a ball of twine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Chris... Gave us the okay, and I'd like to ask him 1,000 questions. Most importantly, have you found a good divorce attorney okay. uh, uh, to, you know, no doubt complete the process? Okay, so you, so we're going to get him on. Yes, and let's see if our new technology this is, this is the first time. actually let's works. See. Yeah, it's the maiden let's voyage. See. Chris, is that you? Yes, is uh, that you, Kyle? Oh, it is. <laughs> it's lovely to talk to you, Chris. I have... We have one million questions. We just set up. The I don't. Game. I don't really have. I don't really have that many questions. I'll be honest. It's a. It's a ball of twine. Um, well, well. First of all, Chris, have we spoken <laughs> to you before? Have we called you for two minutes of awkward conversation? Probably years ago. Uh, no, you guys promised that you would, but you never did. Like uh, all of your other fr- uh, friends. Are well, as promised, here we are. <laughs> that sounds about right. So, Chris, you, you took a trip in the name of this podcast. We can't thank you enough. I need to ask you first, though, how far away, straight line right now, do you live from Darwin, Minnesota's biggest ball of twine? Uh, right around an hour. Okay. Okay. So you the, when you messaged us, and apologies for the delay, that's about how good we are at reading messages on time, uh, you were on your way to your parents' house with your family. Right, right. How far away yeah, is your parents' house? To go to another hour down the road. Okay. So out of the way, if you had to estimate, how far out of the way was this trip to Darwin? <laughs> Maybe 10 miles. Okay. All right. I'd argue that's just enough, though, yeah. to irritate. For that long of a trip, you're like, hey, we can be there by lunchtime or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because while it's 10 miles out of the way, call it 10 minutes, then you're getting out of the car. Then you're looking, you're wandering mm-hmm. around the, the hustle and bustle of Darwin and <laughs> and seeing all that Darwin has to offer. So when did this idea come up? And apologies for not knowing. Are you are you married, Chris? Are you with somebody? Married with three kids. Okay. So when this came up to your, your significant other and you said, hey, on the way to my folks, we need to make a pit stop. And when she inevitably asked, where? How did you explain to her your plan? I just said, hey, do you care if we just go to Darwin, which is just right on the way? And she's like, no, that's way out of our f-ing way. I'm like, no, it's really not. Sorry, my language. <laughs> no, it's fine. We, Sorry. We'll be um, something to, so, so, so obviously and, she had questions about why. Goes, yeah. And then I go, because it's a podcast that I follow. And she's like, who the hair, who the hell cares about that? <laughs> I do, and that was it. So you made her so and your poor, poor children. <laughs> so no. then I dropped the subject and kind of got in an argument. And then for whatever reason, after we went shopping a little bit in the town that we were at, we drove that way and we stopped there. 
Okay. So the pictures you provided, uh, I won't post them without your permission. You look the least joyed of anybody <laughs> in that photograph. Is that accurate? I hate taking pictures. It's beyond <laughs> stupid. Okay. And obviously your and wife I, said no I chance. Smile. I try to smile and it just comes out fake. So I don't even bother. Your your can wife. I, them? Do you have them pulled up on your I have them in the messages. Sorry, oh, let okay. me pull here. I can That's pull them up right here because, uh, what were the initial thoughts when you guys got out of the car, and your family you walked up to this gigantic ball of dumb? That's not even really a ball. Were they in awe? Where they said, "Okay, Dad, all set." How did the, how long were you there? Uh. 20 minutes probably, but there's a park right across the street. So we quickly looked at it and the kids were like, this is kind of stupid and dumb. And we took some pictures and I said there, they ran across the street and went to the park. <laughs> what, what is it like? Is it just kind of posted up in town center or is there a big hubbub like 14 street signs turn left now for the ball of twine? <laughs> town is maybe, I don't know, 150 people. Okay, um, but this and is it. A bar. There's a big station, and this is on the main drag of the town. And there's a, I guess, there's a museum, which I didn't even know. I've been there before. Wait, there's um, a what? A museum? It wasn't open, obviously. So there's a, there's a museum. That yellow building behind it. <laughs> what? What is it? Is, is it a museum? A mu- of the, uh, just of the ball of twine, or of the whole town of Darwin? I don't know. It was closed. It was a Sunday. <laughs> I I can't fathom. There's enough there to have a, a museum. I I, I wish, can I, I hate to ask you twice. On your next trip, can you stop through and see what the museum has to offer? <laughs> Maybe pick us up a, a program or something. <laughs> yeah, can you send a pamphlet our way, please, for Darwin that we could hang on our wall here? <laughs> I could certainly do that the next time through. Okay, yeah, and, it's uh, a weekday, but. Who knows when that's going to ever happen? Right. Yeah, yeah. I will. Uh, uh, then, when you send us that, uh, in return, just I'll send you back a list of the best divorce attorneys in your <laughs> local area because that that's probably what will finally do it. Has Has Darwin, Minnesota, done what a lot of these small towns do? Like Salem, Massachusetts, has made everything about themselves about the witch, the trials, witch trials back in the 1600s. Is Darwin like? Do they have the local public, the big ball of twine, and all their <laughs> drinks are like shot of twine? <laughs> Or do you want some white twine or a twine spritzer? Oh, white twine. Yes. I've amazing. never, ever stopped in that. I've never, ever stopped in that town except for I've driven by this ball of twine plenty of times because I dr- ran a business mm-hmm. and I would drive through that town all the time. Mm-hmm. But I this is only two times that I've stopped there. I've never stopped at the bar. It's in town a little bit up the street. Uh, that's it. Well, there's a gas station, but that's a little bit farther down. I've stopped at that plenty of times. Never heard of anybody else saying about this ball of twine. Can you buy merch there? Was there anything like that that you could do? Or is it just a ball of twine? Take your picture and be on your way. Well, I would have to be in the museum. I guess I don't have a new. I really (laughs) hate to do this to you, but yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to head back there, Chris. (laughs) I think, um, I think the whole family has to go, but you owe it to your family. 
yeah. to to learn the history of this thing. <laughs> what you've done is led them on an incomplete visit down history's lane of Darwin, Minnesota, and you need to now complete that circle. You need to now complete the ball of twine, for back a le- lack of a better term, mm-hmm. and bring them all back there and force them through that yellow house museum. Yeah. I could certainly try to do that. <laughs> And also because we need a plan for pamphlet or some merch to hang on the walls here. That is, I, the 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 one question, the thing that Steve and I were so skeptical about, was it as big as they kind of made you think it was going to be, or was it a letdown? Uh, no, it's a letdown because it looks like it's kind of uh, sunk. That that's so a, that was our problem. Exactly what I was saying. Of, it looks yeah. like, it looks like a lump. It looks like a thumb sticking up out of the ground. It's big and fat on the bottom. It's not, I mean, it's not at all shaped like a ball. Yes. It's the biggest, it's a big lump of twine. Yeah. It's I, a, bet, it's I bet we could do better. I think we could. I think we should do better. Yeah. <laughs> as a podcast uh, and as a country. You go for it. You, yeah, you can go to every farm that's around you in Michigan there and just keep on collecting twine. <laughs> Chris, I will. And then you're going to have to bring your family here to see it. Absolutely. Well, you're part of the building crew now, Chris. <laughs> you didn't know that, but you signed up to be part of the building crew. Before we get you out of here, Chris, I want to ask. I can't wait. <laughs> what is your family's idea of a vacation? Are you guys a, hey, we're going to try to go somewhere warm in tropical Florida? Are you a... Let's take a road trip to some and go hiking. Where where does your family land on that spectrum? So the last four or five years, we've spent way too much stupid money. And we went to Arizona three times. Okay. I was not there for one of the trips. And then to Florida. And my wife and I went to Hawaii. Okay. So, you, so you're leaning tropical because I, I, I hate to do this to you again. You are now our roadside attraction correspondent. Mm -hmm. So if we say, if we find something, you know, like, you know, the world's biggest rat carcass in the middle of Nebraska, I'm sorry. We're going to need you in a pinch. Yeah. You're going to have to get, get the pack up the family truckster load run in and head over. I could think of one more that's in this Minnesota area, which is other than Paul and stuff like that. Okay. The big crow. There's a crow. That's in a tiny, tiny town. A on what? A, a crow? Nest. A crow. Like a, a bird. A bird. A okay. crow. Okay. Yes. This thing is, like, massive. Well, I think we're going to need to see some pictures of this. I, honestly, I don't know what your wife and kids are doing today, <laughs> but, I, I mean, we can give you 90 minutes, and we'll, we'll give you a call. Uh, what, what we really need out of you going forward I now. I able to drive there in 90 minutes. Okay, so it's, so this is further away. So this is the real test of that family love and marriage is by saying, hey, you remember that one that was 10 miles out of the way on our way to a destination? How about 90 minutes like the oh, other way, or Chris, two hours the other way? Chris, I got a plan for you. Here's the best way to do it. Um, gather everyone up, be like, hey, why don't we go get some ice cream? And then get in the car and just drive <laughs> for 90 minutes. <laughs> just lie to them. Uh, I can certainly do that, okay, something like okay. that, just in your guys' name. Yeah. What I'd like to see Appreciate out of you going it. forward is maybe like a, a form of a go bag uh, and just have a few toiletries and a change of clothes <laughs> and obviously a disposable camera or something like that. <laughs> For because you probably won't have any phone service or wherever wherever you're going, so we need some photographic evidence for whenever we send you on these trips uh, to the roadside attractions that we're going to locate. That you are now the new Stephen Kyle podcast roadside attraction correspondent. 
You don't. You do know that a cell phone doesn't need to take pictures with service, right? Listen, I prefer the I prefer the paper photo yeah, that we yeah. can hang on the wall here. Yeah, okay, to, I mean, it, it completes the whole the whole look of dad taking the family yes. on vacation. To... I need you hopping out of the car with calf high socks on top of your tennis shoes and a sweatshirt wrapped around your waist, yeah. and you're busting out the wind up Kodak <laughs> to make sure you can get your 24 photos at the newest roadside attraction. What kind of socks? I don't know. if Is this a Michigan thing? No, calf high socks, man. Yeah, yeah those white socks, white tube socks that are going to go up yeah. halfway up your leg, and because you're going to be wearing shorts and <laughs> the sweatshirt wrapped around your waist, because you never know what what type of temperature it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. In this neck of the woods, you never know I what the weather is going to be like. <laughs> well, thank the, you very much for the white basketball socks. Is what you're talking. There about. Yes, you go. Yes. yes. If you can get some with the stripes at the top, like I always had the ones with the blue and the red stripes yeah. at the top, or maybe the yellow and green. Yeah, those are a good look. And then you need to be wearing the world's number one dad hat. <laughs> Something like that with like a beer mug on it because you know your kid dad's a rascal. He's a drinker. <laughs> My dad's an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for stopping uh, by there, Chris. About me already. <laughs> we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, our apologies to your family. Is your wife not a listener of the podcast? Then. Oh yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks for the time, Chris. Send our best to your wife and kids and thank them for stopping through Darwin. It's been a pleasure. Uh, We will let you know your next trip that you'll be on. We'll let you know as soon as we run across another oddity, okay? All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Good up and luck with that. Uh, If there's there's ever a – I have yet to find in all of our discussions with listeners and people who follow this show – Anybody whose significant other also listens. Mm. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. Well, Our I mean, significant it, others don't I even was listen. Say, it makes sense because no, that may be a new piece of merch. Zero significant other listeners. It's an, it's incredible. Like everybody we talk to, yeah, yeah, married, kids, yeah. Wife listen? No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Chance. She's getting, you know, the local uh, murder at the bridge. <laughs> it's on uh is on her cell phone thank you to chris thanks a bunch oh man i love the idea of him being our our terrible roadside attraction correspondent yeah yeah i, I listen we need to add to our correspondence list we've got we'll, show we'll take, we'll take correspondence from from any area yes, of the country absolutely if, if we find something dumb like this that you you know you're willing mm-hmm. to go to we will definitely take you up on that yeah on the way out the door Make sure to check our social medias this week at Steve and Kyle, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll be posting a link to the new merch store, yeah. the updated merch store. There is going to be coming up later this week, well, Friday, I believe, October 27th, starting. Uh, there's going to be 30% off the entire store. That's awesome. And it's perfect time because in just a short couple of weeks, the 48th anniversary of the sinking of the Eddie Fitz is coming up, yes. as well as the uh, Winter Solstice Gift Exchange, as well as the regular holiday season. Get some show merch for everybody in your life so they can look at you and say, huh, when you when they unwrap it. <laughs> and there is so much new stuff in the, yeah. in the merch store. Yeah, we'll talk Kyle, about it more coming up this yeah. season. Kyle put in some work. Not right. like real work, not at, no. a, not at his job, but... 
Yeah, not in the trenches or anything. <laughs> no, I, no. I don't want that to be misconstrued. But yeah, a bunch of new designs up at stevenkyle.com slash merch. Check those out for 30% off starting later this week. Get loaded up for the holiday season starting now. Um, at Stephen Kyle, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. There might be some polls up there on, one Twitter, or two. Yeah. on Twitter and Facebook. So you can check them out now. We will talk to you next week. See ya. See ya.